0: Hi, I'm Dr. Caroline Leaf and welcome to my podcast, Cleaning Up the Mental Mess, a podcast dedicated to helping you clean up your mental mess with simple and scientific tips and strategies. In this podcast, I'm going to discuss mind management, what it is and why it's so important for our mental health. And this is from my new book called Cleaning Up Your Mental Mess, which will be out in March 2021 and is available for pre-order on Amazon or wherever you get your books. Anxiety, depression, post-traumatic stress are all ways of describing natural human responses to adversity. And we all face adversity in many different ways. Challenging events and circumstances are as much a part of modern existence as they were a part of human history. Just look at what's going on around us today. But calling these mental and emotional responses neuropsychiatric brain diseases completely misses the point. Anxiety, depression, burnout, frustration, angst, anger, grief, and so on, are emotional and physical warning signals, telling us we need to face and deal with something that's happened or that is happening in our life. This pain, which is very real, is a sign that there's something wrong. It's a symptom of an underlying cause. You are in a state of disequilibrium. It's not a sign of a defective brain. The brain is going through a process of reordering and reorganizing in response to whatever experience you are having or have had. And this is because the brain and the mind are separate. The brain responds to the mind. It doesn't produce the mind. The mind works through the brain and the brain responds to the mind. And we can use our mind to drive our mind to change how the brain is functioning. This is called directed neuroplasticity. Emotional pain doesn't need to be validated by a medical disease label or as a brain disorder. Nor does it need to be numbed with medication. Mental health struggles are very, very real. But they are not your identity. They're not fixed. They are normal reactions to adverse circumstances and need to be embraced and processed. They need to be addressed and not suppressed. Or things will just get worse and explode. If you don't get them out, they will go into your brain, into your body, and at some point, volcanic mode, they will explode. Unfortunately, the way mental health is handled currently, emotional pain is seen as a disease. But research shows that your view or your attitude towards feelings of sadness, nervousness or hopelessness will actually buffer you against or create harm against some of the harmful health consequences of so-called negative emotions. So how you view an emotion will help you or hinder you. Research, including mine, demonstrate that viewing negative emotions as fluctuating momentary parts of a natural cycle and as a response to external events, and thus not threatening or stressful or harmful, but actually helpful, will increase mental and physical health. In fact, in my most recent clinical trials, we demonstrated that embracing negative emotions as warning signals of an underlying cause and then managing them through processing and reconceptualizing them, which is mind management, led to significant decreases in inflammation in the brain and the body, significant improvement in cellular health right down to the level of the DNA, and overall brain and psychological function improved. We also demonstrated that through mind management, you can become empowered to feel in control of your mind, which can increase your feelings of control over anxiety and depression and so on by up to 81%. So feeling bad is not always unhealthy, if you mind manage it. Unfortunately, as I've said, the opinion that is widely held in the West is the opposite. It's the opposite one of negative emotions being undesirable and even dangerous. And to get rid of these undesirable emotions, modern psychological and psychiatric approaches to mental health focus predominantly on the use of drugs like antidepressants and antipsychotics and things like cognitive behavior modification. However, these don't address the complexity of the human mind and the complexity of your unique story and your unique reaction to whatever circumstances you are going through. Indeed, this approach has not reduced the prevalence of mental health issues over the last 40 years. In fact, it has worsened them. For example, major depression has remained at around 4% between 1919 and 2010 and now is on the rise. Furthermore, population studies also indicate that something is going terribly wrong. People ages 24 to 65 are dying 8 to 15 years younger than previous generations from preventable lifestyle diseases. There is a pressing need to change the way we approach healthcare, especially mental health. Now, more than ever, you really shouldn't put off seeing a doctor when you're not feeling well. And I know that with everything going on, it can be difficult to put your health first, especially if you're a parent or caregiver. Trust me, as a mom of four, I know the struggle. That's why I use Plush Care. They make seeing a doctor so easy. I do it right from home. Plush Care provides virtual doctor appointments through your smartphone or computer. I just pick a time that works for me and book an appointment right online. I don't have to sit on hold forever to make an appointment. Or leave the house and sit in a crowded waiting room and be exposed to who knows what. With Plush Care, I can be diagnosed, treated and even have a prescription sent to my pharmacy of choice, if needed, within minutes. Plush care accepts most major insurance carriers and is available in 50 states. And the doctor's care. They're here to help by discussing treatment options and providing prescriptions as needed. And they're available anytime I have questions. And if you need a regular checkup or have questions about mental health, plush care doctors are also available to help. Schedule an appointment today to discuss your treatment options. With plushcare, I don't put off seeing a doctor, and neither should you. No more excuses. Make your appointment today. Go to plushcare.com slash doctorleaf. That's plushcar dot com Dr Flushcare.com slash The link and offer details will be in the show notes. To solve this problem, we must therefore shift our focus from a symptom-centered approach, where we're just trying to identify a symptom and suppress it, to one centered around each person's complex story and unique experiences and helping them mind-manage this. This is the approach I've taken in my newest book, Cleaning Up Your Mental Mess. After more than three decades of clinical practice and research, I developed, in response to the need of my patients for a simple technique to help them, I developed a concept called the NeuroCycle, which is a mind management process, a simple five-step mind management process based on extremely complex neuroscience, neuropsychology, quantum physics, all kinds of different sciences, and years and years, as I said, more than 30 years of clinical practice and application. And the overall concept of the NeuroCycle is it's based on the science of thought. You see, we as humans have a mind, and we have a brain, and they're separate but inseparable. And our mind is the unique way that we think, feel, and choose. And as you think, feel, and choose, you generate energy through your brain, your brain responds, and you build physical thought structures into your brain. They have a root and a a tree trunk and branches and they produce the actions that we perform, the things we say and do and the signals that we generate like the emotions of anxiety, depression, happiness, sadness, etc. And in the research that I've done in the clinical application, I have shown that we can actually manage this process. We can direct this process. We can capture our thoughts. We can capture those thoughts that can drive us crazy and we can actually change them. In changing them, we change the structure in our brain and we change our behaviours. We can direct the neuroplasticity of the brain. Neuroplasticity meaning how the brain can change as a result of stimulation. And in the years that since, I have continued to research and refine these powerful steps towards helping people develop healthy mind management. In my newest book, Cleaning Up Your Mental Mess, I teach you how to apply these simple, practical and scientifically researched and clinically applied steps to issues such as anxiety and stress and burnout and toxic trauma and toxic thinking and toxic habits and even the day-to-day stuff of dealing with acute trauma and dealing with toxic people and people-pleasing and imposter syndrome and just dealing with life moment by moment. You know, we can go three weeks without food. We can go three days without water. We can go three minutes without oxygen but we cannot even go three seconds without using our mind. We need mind management 24-7 because the way you manage your mind when you're awake impacts how you sleep at night. My whole goal has been to make something very scientific through the process of neuroscience, something very simple so that you can apply it in your life on a day-to-day basis. And that the result of this is the five-step scientific process of the NeuroCycle So, what is the neurocycle? It's a simple way that you think, five steps that you go through, which helps you direct your mind to direct the neuroplasticity in your brain. So, it's basically you using your mind to control your mind in a simple process that works to actually create a healthy thought pattern in the brain. It's simple, it's easy to use. And I'm going to do a very simple example with you now just to give you a taste of this. And if you want to know more, then you can go to my book, Cleaning Up Your Mental Mess. Okay, so the five steps are the following. The first step is to gather, to become aware, to create awareness. So it's gathering. I call it the gather step. And it's Basically being aware of what you are, your, your warning signals like the depression or anxiety, being aware of your behaviors, being aware of your perspective. So you start zoning in onto awareness of those things. I often use this example of gathering apples and putting them into a basket. So it's a very deliberate conscious awareness, not a random awareness. And it's very focused on, okay, I am feeling like this now. What are my emotional warning signals? What are my physical warning signals? What is my body telling me? What are my emotions telling me? What are my behaviors? And as you zone into those, you then immediately move into the next step, which is called reflect. And the reflect step is a very focused, deliberate, intentional, conscious, asking, answering and discussing to try and understand why you have those warning signals and why you have those behaviors and what do they mean. So it's a sort of asking, answering, discussing kind of mental autopsy. And as you do that work of the second step, your brain automatically starts creating structures genetically. So what you then do in the third step is you write. And by writing things down, you then are reflecting the process that's going on in the brain as this information is swirling through the brain. And that gives you control over the process. It helps you to externalize the internal stuff and get it out. What we know from neuroscience is that as soon as you become aware of things, like through the gather step, and you start reflecting on things through the reflect step, just digging to find out why and what's happening and why, that then weakens the networks in the brain or weakens that particular toxic thought that's made of proteins in the brain. And when something's weakened, then you can start doing something with it. You can start changing it. The thought becomes what we call malleable. And in the writing process, you increase the malleability of the thought and you increase your insight. And from there, you go into the fourth step, which is the recheck step, where once you have written things down, you can now analyze what you've written down. And then you go into a little active reach step, which is like the full stop in a sentence. It kind of ends the work for the day. It ends the process of the five steps. And it's a little positive affirmation, a little action, a little statement that's positive that you just say a few times during the day to keep you anchored in a safe mental space. Before we continue, I have some exciting news. If you don't know by now, my new book, Cleaning Up Your Mental Mess is available now for pre order and will be out March 2nd, 2021. In this book, you will learn how to reduce anxiety and depression and toxic thinking habits by up to 81% in five simple and scientifically validated steps. This book also includes guides on how to use the five steps to detox trauma, overcome toxic thinking habits like people pleasing, how to build your brain correctly how to use the five steps to develop healthy eating habits and so much more. When you pre-order now, you will get access to some amazing bonuses like a downloadable workbook, exclusive bonus chapters with how-to guides for helping children detox their brains, an exclusive three-week book club with me and more. Pre-order your copy today at Amazon, Target, Barnes & Noble's, BAM, wherever books are sold. And I will be narrating the Audible book, so stay tuned for that. You can also visit cleaningupyourmentalmess.com for more details on how to order. That's cleaningupyourmentalmess.com. The link will be in the show notes. So let's apply this together now in something simple. And so the NeuroCycle we're going to do together, and this is one of honestly a multitude of different applications. You can use a NeuroCycle for dealing with a toxic habit, dealing with a toxic trauma, dealing with a toxic people. There's just an endless amount of ways you can use the NeuroCycle. Even to build your brain and build a mental resilience in your brain, you use these five steps, but in a slightly different way. So I'm going to do this little example with you. And then if you're interested to find out more, as I said, you can go to my book, Cleaning Up Your Mental Mess. Okay, so we're going to talk about how to apply these five steps to end a worry spiral. Okay, so the first step is to gather. So I'm just going to walk you through just a very simple example. So gather awareness and embrace what you are worrying about. So this is the whole thing that I've been saying so far in this podcast. Don't see worry as something negative. Change your attitude and say, okay, worry is not bad. Worry is a signal that's telling me something. The minute you do that, you actually increase the blood flow in your heart, the oxygen to your brain, so you now have more oxygen and blood in your brain, which then activates the correct flow of neurochemicals, and suddenly the 1400 neurophysiological responses of stress are working for you and not against you. Just by you shifting your attitude and saying, okay, I embrace worry, what is the message of this worry that I am feeling now? Then in the reflect step, you start actually naming it, describe it. I am worried about you make a statement. I am worried about X and you be as specific as you can and you ask yourself why and you answer and you discuss with yourself and you just do this honestly for like a minute or two. You, You don't have to do this for long. Okay, You ask yourself, what are all the physical warning signals? Like, what am I feeling in my body when I worry? Is my stomach getting sore? Are my shoulders tensing up? Is my heart palpitating? So you focus on, as you specifically saying the sentence of the worry, you're also aware of those physical reactions. You're also aware that the worry is making you maybe feel a little depressed or on edge or anxious. You bring it all out. You say it. You analyze it. You ask, answer, and discuss. And then you write that down. Take a couple of minutes to write it down. I always recommend you get a NeuroCycle journal and then you write that down. Write down the information from your gather step and your reflect step. And then as you're writing it down, you then, this is going to help activate a flow in the brain that will help you look at things more deeply. Then you go to the recheck, which is this mental autopsy, where you look back at what you've written. And what you can do with worry, which really works well, is you visualize the worst case scenario just very quickly as you're looking at what you've written. Visualize the worst case scenario and then immediately move into a solution mode. This is what could happen. I'm worried about this, which you identified in the reflect step and you wrote that down. You're reading it now. Now in the recheck step, you say, OK, this is the worry. What could be the worst case scenario? And then right down next to that two or three solutions to the worst case scenario. And maybe you can think of three worst case scenarios, write them down and three solutions immediately, you know, write that down in this recheck. How would you handle this if it happened? Write that down. So in other words, pre-plan, all this is building up networks in your brain, like a lattice onto which you hang ivy when you're trying to grow ivy. This is what you're doing with this five-step neurocycle process. Each of these little steps is building this mental resilience into your brain. But each step is taking you deeper and deeper. Okay, And then you could also write down in, in this recheck step what your game plan would be so that you are prepared to how to handle this worry. So you're not feeling left hopeless and uncertain. You've got an action plan in place. And then your active reach will be to put that plan into action, to actually apply that. So each time the worry comes up today, what was the little action plan that you created in the recheck steps? You could write that down somewhere or put that in your phone. And then you can, every time it pops up on your phone, you can just read that to remind yourself and apply it during the course of the day. So this simple little exercise has taken, given you control back, has shifted the power balance back from the worry controlling you to you controlling the worry. It has caused a whole lot of good blood flow and oxygen and neurochemicals to flow through the brain and you started building another strong structure, protein tree-like structure thought which is a thought thoughts look like trees in your brain and are made of proteins that will then help you as the worry pops up during the course of the day so you're not just stranded you actually have a plan and the more you use that the stronger it gets because whatever you think about the most will grow you see these five steps of the neurocycle will help you direct how you change your brain back in the 80s we didn't think the brain could change in fact i was trained that the brain couldn't change and I challenge this because I know that if you change your mind, you change your behaviors, you change your brain. And I showed that with my research. And this NeuroCycle is one of the results of the research I've done. And this can help you so much. As I mentioned earlier on, this simple technique applied in so many different ways can help you manage anxiety and depression by up to 81%, which is amazing. I can promise you, if you just find it, have a 10% change in how you function. It's going to make you feel amazing. See, managing your mind is more than a lifestyle. It's a necessity. Modern society is practically designed to give us a mental mess. I mean, just look at the mess social media and technology can cause when used incorrectly. And just if you're constantly scrolling through Instagram, what it does to you, or if you're comparing yourself to other people. If we don't mind manage those ourselves every three seconds, as well as mind managing our toxic habits and traumas, we will constantly get into this mental mess and we're going to experience burnout our life will feel like a mess. If your mind is a mess, your life feels like a mess. Mind management using the NeuroCycle, which is so simple to use, can really help you get your thoughts under control. So I really challenge you today to understand this and grab a hold of this. If your minds are messy, we mess up our lifestyles, and when our lifestyles are messed up, our mental and physical health suffer. To make this as easy as possible, I have developed this NeuroCycle. And it's a simple form of mind management. It's like a delivery system into which you can fit everything. As I mentioned in the beginning, and I keep saying, you don't even go three seconds without managing, without your mind being active. Your mind's always going. So you may as well be proactive in how you are managing your mind. So you are uniquely and wonderfully you. Your story deserves to be heard. However you are feeling at the moment is a response to the circumstances around you. You cannot control the events and circumstances of your life, but you can control your your reactions to the events and circumstances through mind management. Are you ready to begin cleaning up your mental mess with mind management? Thanks so much for tuning in today. I hope this episode has been helpful for you. For more tips and strategies and resources, be sure to visit my website drleaf.com. And on social media, just look for Dr Caroline Leaf on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram and YouTube.